Well, hello everybody. Welcome to episode two, season three. It is the best Scott B. I'm your host, Nathan Judah. It's been a while. It has been a while, but I am back. Most importantly, though, we've got through the wonders of modern technology. Also, reporter extraordinaire. It is Mr. Liam Keane. Come in, Liam. How are you, mate? You all right? I'm, I'm, I'm fabulous. I'm fabulous. <laughs> I think, I think, and I might be wrong, the last time we did a podcast Ooh. together was probably deadline day last yeah, year. I think you're right, and we got a bit of stick. Did get a bit of stick. Well, well, to be honest, it was like, wasn't it a late one as well? Yeah, it was a late one. There was nothing happening. I'd, I'd spoken to the club, I think the day before and in the morning on the day and I've been yeah. told been told twice that nothing was happening. Um so So we had to make things happen, mate. So you know, I might, yeah. I might have gone off at a few tangents and I, and I can't I can't say that I won't go off at a few tangents today because I mean if people listen to the Wolves podcast, which I know probably not no one <laughs> no one listened to this, they'd be like, spit out, get off, I'm turning off now. There's a there's a lot of tangents in there. So um yeah, I mean, it's just it's just part and parcel of podcast, and it's it's just basically random ramblings and with a little bit of football thrown in. That's that's what I read in the um, in the how to present a podcast I and think, book. Yeah, I think that worked. Well, I think it's um, yeah, I think the stick we got just been a little bit too jovial at a time when they weren't making these signings, um, oh, okay, and then I think okay. talking about uh, Nando's a bit too much. Was probably oh, did we? Was it about eleven and a half yeah, minutes on Nando's? It was a um, we had Luke come in, didn't didn't we? And the he was asking me what my order was going to be. He was ordering. For oh yeah, yeah. Well. Delicious, though. I mean, you know, this had an end, an end to it. I mean, absolutely fantastic. We can talk about that if you want. We can move on to someone else. Wagamamas, maybe. I mean, I've got lots of different... Even, so it was, it was a good day all, all in all, really. Uh, of course, we'll probably be doing this in the office today, but um, you, you are working from home due to the new government guidelines. Uh, Liam, are you, are you Warwick-based, are you? I Is it Warwick? Am. Yes, I certainly am. I still am Warwick-based. Uh, That's what? a commute and a half, by the way, into Queen Street in Wolverhampton. It's, it's not too bad, about an hour. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's not too bad. I mean, if if traffic's bad, which in all fairness it hasn't been the last few times I've been in, it's it can be a bit longer. But no, it's all right to be honest. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think people know this by now. But despite being twenty four in about two months, uh, well, just under two, I uh, I'm still living with my parents. I'm afraid. <laughs> so, yeah. Mate, you got you got to save those pennies. These things uh, I'm saving the money up. I was I was going to say I was when I was what was I doing when I was twenty four. I was at I was at Middlesbrough by then, yeah. So I was living I was living away, but no, I stayed with mum and dad till yeah. I was till I was probably like twenty two, twenty one, twenty two. It won't it won't be much longer. I can I can I can assure people that. Uh, my, Are you your own little bachelor pad, mate? <laughs> well, I'm not sure that would go down well with the, with the missus. Uh, You've always got to have a second place, mate, just in case. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I think uh, I think I have mentioned it on here before, but she lives down in uh, she lives down in London. So, yeah, you've got a decent commute there, haven't you? So, I mean, you, um, just, you just love your car, basically. I know. I know. Well, it's a company car, so it's all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I uh, well, saying that she lives um, East Acton, so it's like northwest London. So mm. from Warwick from mine, it's straight onto the M40 all the way down, and it's about an hour and 25 minutes. So it's not, oh, it's not too, it's not too, it's bad. Not too bad at all, mate. Um, not too bad at all. So, uh, and then she comes back quite a lot. So, obviously, I work a lot of Saturdays with the, with the football. So, mm. um, so yeah, so that's the reason really why we, uh, why I've not got my own gaff yet. But it's, uh, I think in time, she'll be potentially a year or so, she'll be coming back from London and then we'll be thinking of something then. So, Mate, Warwick Castle do weddings. That's all I'm saying. They do weddings. They can only get up to 120, though. It's it's funny. It's funny you say that because my mm-hmm. uh, my sister's been looking at. <laughs> no, not me. <laughs> my oh. sister's been looking mm-hmm. at Warwick Castle for a wedding. 
It's nice, out. mate. It's nice. Yeah. We went to go and see it. We went to go and see it. It's a lovely, lovely place. I like Warwick Castle. I like to wander around the gardens there and Fair go inside nice, and do all the... Uh, do all the museums and walk across that top bit, you know, the top bit of the castle and get up those stairs and it's go in the dungeon. Uh, it's decent, but yeah, they couldn't. Yeah, it was too small for our venue, mate. As, as you could expect, 120 oh, cars. Yeah, of course. Can't have 120, mate. So you were expecting me to say that I'm giving you a breaking news and I'm getting married then, aren't you? <laughs> mate, that'd be great for the podcast. Their wedding bells. No, Maybe you can propose not. on air the, the first <laughs> ever. I mean, doing podcasts for five years now. Uh, this could be the first ever proposal because I mean she's probably one of the four people who listen to this, so so perfect, mate. <laughs> no, and she probably no. listens to the first ten minutes of banter and then gets off the football talk she anyway. Does, she doesn't listen or read to anything I do. She's she's probably not best mate to be honest. Uh, I was, yeah, I mean Jared Woods didn't do his uh, didn't do his proposal on air, so I mean what's going on there? I mean why do I have to bite the bullet? No, but we did get invited, mate. So I'm saying that when when this does happen, I mean, like you say, you know, you're a couple of months off 24 now. So you know, maybe maybe three or four months time when you do go on on bended knee, we expect to have at least a, at least an invite for the night do. And you know, Definitely, if you want to go one step further, we get the day do as well. Yeah, it might be a bit longer than a few months, but uh, but yeah, I mean, we did get invited to Joe's. However, I. Uh I didn't bother to turn up. So wow, did you not? <laughs> no, I, I, I couldn't make it. It was my. Um, I'm trying to think what it was now. I think it was my girlfriend's dad's sixtieth or something like that. But I'd, I'd already been invited to. I can't remember. So girlfriend's dad's cousin's second best mate. <laughs> no, uh, so there was a baby shower. Why I couldn't make it? I, I think it, that's what it was off the top of my head. Um, and then I felt really left out when I looked on Twitter and saw the pictures of all the sports lads all together with a beer and waistcoats. So I thought I can't believe it. I missed out. Well, I drove and showed show my face for an hour, mate, and then drove back. So it wasn't, you know. Is um are, are any uh, any holidays planned, or are you have you had to cancel anything during the uh, this this crazy time that we're living in at this moment in time? Um, well, I did. I was going to Florida in June. Oh no! Which, which didn't happen. Oh no, that's sick. But Disney wise, Disney and Universal. Uh, yeah, we're doing all that. That's the oh that's mate, planned. that's yeah. sick. So that got uh, that got cancelled. We got the money back for that. Well. <laughs> We got it back about six weeks after we were meant to come back, so it was a long wait for the money. Um, That's, have you been before? Yeah, but it, uh, the last time I went was I think it was about eleven or twelve. So it's been a long oh long, no, it's a unbelievable, long time mate. I've been back, um, and yeah, I mean, my girlfriend and my family we were, all, we were all going, so it would have been a nice uh, two weeks, been a nice villa out there, and everything. It would have been amazing. Oh, but, uh, that is all got cancelled. I'm afraid. Rubbish. Um, and then after, obviously, we've got all the money back. So then me and girlfriend in the last two weeks of August so I missed a lot of the pre-season <laughs> mm. uh, we, the first week we went to St Ives in Cornwall uh, oh ok nice nice. went there for five nights and then the second week we were sort of back home but seeing friends and and uh, sort of chilling out really so yeah it was, uh, we, we got uh, a holiday in anyway before the season started I can hear, I can hear the pooch yeah, they're, uh, they're they're barking some sort of someone at the door, mate. To be fair, I've closed the door today. The little two Pomeranians, they're all they're a little bit crazy at the moment. But normally for podcasts, you can still hear them. But it's it's fine, mate. They've appeared on they've appeared on many a podcast. <laughs> My two are sleeping at the moment. Luckily, I was worried that they might uh, they might make a few noises. Uh, uh, Pomeranians? No, I'm afraid not. It's uh, we have a a black lab, Labrador, and a uh, why has my mind gone blank? <laughs> you see, right, wow, you really don't know what dog you've got, mate. It's absolutely astonishing. Um, Border Terrier, there we go. I don't know why. Oh, okay. Moment blank then. Um, um, so no, no, they they are very loud. So if someone does come to the door, we're gonna we're gonna have a uh, your eardrums are gonna get burst, my friend. 
That's fine. It's all good if that ring doorbell comes up. It's fine. As someone did describe our video um, after uh, after Chelsea, I thought it was quite quite amusing. It looked like a ring ring doorbell advert. Uh, it was quite funny. Uh, left my <laughs> balancing my my camera on top of your car bonnet, mate, with me uh, uh, having my uh, having problems with my tripod. But uh, we we got there in the end, we mate. Few, we, we, we did our two shot. Yeah, we got a bit of banter about it, but you know what? We did it in the end. I mean, you didn't help with the thumbnail you chose. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> mate, it was, uh, there was it. There wasn't. There wasn't. There wasn't. I mean, I did look at six or seven different pictures mate and to be honest there wasn't there wasn't an outstanding one in there so that, that was as good as you're going to get at uh 11 on a on a tuesday night yeah we, we it, uh, it, it did the job i think but i think uh yeah the, the burglar comparisons were, were pretty good to be fair i was quite impressed with them yeah it's very good very impressive um um as as have been Walsall Football Club, you see, see how I moved that into a bit of football because people are starting to go, I'm not listening to all this, I'm not listening to banter for 45 minutes. As I think secretly Walsall Football Club have been, now since the last one, obviously, uh, with Luke, he did, uh, we talked about, talked about the Grimsby victory, um, I was there and, you know, could have been, should have been a lot more and could have been worse as well, I think, right at the death, if, if memory serves me correct. But, you know, since then, I mean, love a draw, by the way, this season, Walsall, mate, um, if anything's to go by. Uh, we've got the Harrogate and Chelsea. We're just going to mention Harrogate first. Obviously, that's the league. That's the most important thing. That's what they want to do. That's the division they want to get out of this season, um, Liam. And, uh, you know, t- took the lead, <laughs> go behind and, and then finish it off. What, what I would say about that game, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is that probably last season, Joe, they'd lost that game. So they got a little, showed a little bit of character, showed a little bit of oomph, you know. They were they were right bang in that game, and yeah, they'd be disappointed to to go two one down after after holding putting them up, you know, early in that game. But at the same time, at least they showed that character, um, you know, for, for Gordon to equalise late on. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think on a I think weeks gone by, they'd have probably lost that. Um, I think it was a, it was a strange performance really because the particularly in the the first half. I mean the. Defensively, they just got bullied, and, and that's the, actually the mm. word I was going to use to describe it to Daryl, and he used it before I could even uh, mention it myself. So it, it was obvious that they were just getting bullied by the, the, the front two, who were strong, big, tall, just bullying the defenders out of the way, winning headers, and that's how the two goals came as well. Um, yeah, and it was it was a strange performance because they, as you said, they, they went one nil up so early on, uh, what third, fourth minute. Uh, a really nice goal from Holden as well with a sort of training ground routine from the corner. And uh, and then when you get a goal so early, I mean, it can either be a good thing or a bad thing, really, can't it? Sure, you, you sure. You can either fall by the wayside, as Warsaw did in that half, where you could build on it and, and go on and get two or three more. So um, what you wanted them was to go was to do the latter and, and, and build on that and, uh, and try and keep the ball as they have done against some teams this season. Um, and they didn't do that. They, they were giving the ball away cheaply. They were dropping backs almost... I don't know if it's too harsh to say, but almost sort of scared of the uh, the sort of brute force that Harrogate were using. Um, I mean, they, they were a proper direct side and and, uh, and, and weren't afraid to, to go into a few tackles. Um, and and they just sort of sat back and gave the ball away. Didn't didn't make the angles for the for the passes that they that they normally do, particularly with holding behind and uh, linking up with the the wingmen and, and the forwards. So um, and and they deserved to be two on down at half time. It was a, a really shoddy uh, first half performance. Second half, they they had uh, much better of it on the ball. Uh, they created a lot more chances. Uh, at the back, they managed to nullify the, th- the threat a lot more, but it, it still looked a little bit shaky to me at times. I think just when you've had a half like they did in the first half and just getting thrown all over the place and bashed up off on the ball or off the ball yeah. all over the pitch, um, it did... Uh, 
I mean, it will knock a confidence even within two halves, I would say, even with an experienced player like James Clark, for example, um, who I, uncharacteristically, I thought was, um, yeah, as I said, just bullied, really. Um, mm. And uh, and then even more uncharacteristically in terms of the, the bullying sense was Dan Scar, because he's huge and he was just getting knocked off the ball and, and, yeah. and beaten to it regularly as well. Um, but then the second half, they, they sort of... I wouldn't necessarily say because the defenders dealt with it better. I think it's that the, the team as a whole and, and the midfield as well managed to get on the ball more, which gave them a bit more of a of respite, really. Um, and they got the, the equaliser. Um, it, it was coming, so it was deserved uh, on, on the whole in, the, in, the, in that second half. So I think a draw was probably a fair result, really. Um, and yeah, as you say, it's been a few draws uh, so far, so if they can turn a few more into wins, I think they'll be, uh, it'll be a good habit to get into. Yeah, undefeated, Liam. Uh, Can't forget that. This, this season, undefeated. But look, you know... Um, well, in normal time, I suppose, if you count the two penalty shootouts, then they're not. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of talking League, league Two-wise, oh, I guess, after two, after two games undefeated. Um, but, um, but, of course, frustrating, I guess. Um, the, the, there was no Leighton Orient game uh, last weekend. And, um, you know, where do you sound... Where, where do you kind of stand on that, on the, on the situation? Obviously, Council, did, did it have to take place? Do you think that maybe the, they could have maybe got a game or, or do you think that it was, um, it was completely the right thing to do? Uh, I, I think it was the right thing to do. Uh, I know some fans don't agree with that. I think some would have liked to have seen the, the team awarded three points or, mm. or late night forced to, to field youngsters. Because um, that's what I mean, the Cup, didn't they? Was, uh, what, one team went through, didn't they? Um, I think it was Tottenham, wasn't it? Yeah, they, they didn't even play the game. Spurs just, mm. Spurs just went through. The, the issue with that is, and, and particularly with this season, it, it would be an issue with any season, but be particularly with this season and the Carabao Cup, where they've got the, the game so thick and fast, that they almost had no choice but to, but to give Spurs a bye, really, because obviously they played again the following week in the same competition yes. and this week and played Chelsea so there would have been no way of fitting it in and in, ter- in terms of scheduling and with the cup you have to fit it in because you can't have gone to the next round without the rounds being played in the previous one so yeah. um, so in that sense I think they, they had to really do that and I know Leighton Orient were trying to fight it and trying to get it uh, rescheduled but it, it, it wasn't feasible uh, in terms of the league um, although it would be nice to get uh, a nice three three points. That's not easy for me to say. Um, <laughs> or or force Leighton Orient to play their kids. Um, the re- reality is, you can play this league game at any point between now and May. Provided, yeah, of course. Provided it gets played before the season ends, then mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter when they play it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think in that sense, I I think it would have been unfair really on Leighton Orient, and I, I don't want to speculate whether they. Did anything wrong to have all these players uh, have all these players yeah. test positive? I, I don't know the circumstances at the club. Um, I think it would have been unfair, really, on them had this happened. I think if it was the other way round, I think Warsaw fans would like to have it rescheduled. Um, and I think in the the sort of spirit of football, the spirit of the competition, I think it's only fair, really, to to let them reschedule the game and play it when it um, when when they can with the, with the right team. Um, and they are back playing this weekend as well. They they missed. Uh, I think they missed another game after um, the Warsaw one, but they're back in this weekend, so uh, so it hopefully shouldn't be long, and they'll reschedule that one. But I, th- I think it was just fair, really. Um, and yeah, I, I, if it was the other way around, I think Warsaw fans would be would be upset if uh, if Warsaw w- w- lost out on three points because of perhaps something they couldn't control. So regarding testing from week to week, what what do what are Warsaw going through? So. 
it's something I need to look into a bit more, to be honest, because I didn't actually know uh, as much as what had come out after the late Norway one, that the testing isn't as regular. Mm. Um, it's not as regular as like your Premier League clubs, no. is it? Uh, I, I imagine that's obviously a financial... Of course, yeah. It's, uh, it's yeah. going to be expensive to do. So um, I'll have to sort of stick a pin in that one, really, and come back to it, because I, 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 it's something I've been meaning to, to sort of check. Uh, for, I think... Warsaw are more sort of up to speed and, and and better sort of not necessarily reaction wise but proactively as well uh, with dealing with this kind of situation. It, as I said, I don't want to speculate on late Norway, but it feels that they perhaps um, with their game against Mansfield, which was the just before they got the positive test, they mm. perhaps didn't take the right precautions going into it. So uh, that was where the issues might have come up. Um, so yeah, I just I need to really uh, sort of get up to speed on that and, and, and where they are with it. Um, and then you move on to Chelsea the other night, Liam. And I, I was pretty impressed, really, was with with her. And I know it was against t- under twenty one, so you know maybe people who don't haven't watched the game or, or looked at it and said, "Oh, well, you've just lost the kids on on penalties and whatever." But you know, I thought there were a few encouraging signs there. Um, they're obviously a talented set of lads, and you know, a few of them will go on to to bigger and better things. But you know, at the same time. I do like the way this Warsaw side, and I've only seen them a couple of times this season, but seen them a little bit on, on the highlights as well, how they're setting up. I like some of the players that have come back. I think it's a, a big advantage to to stick with plenty of the same faces. And and for me, um, I expect them to be to be there or thereabouts at the end of the season. That's got to be the that's got to be the goal, and um I think that it could be a really positive season. I think so. Um, I haven't spoke to Darrell about it a couple of times. I think he, at times, has wanted to um, sort of give a bit of a rallying call to say we're, we're capable of doing this. Uh, and then at other times, it's been sort of managing expectations, which is which is understandable because I think uh, understandably fans can get uh, carried away. I mean, we're we're football fans. We know we know what it's like. Yeah, um, can get carried away, and, and and there are plenty of teams in this league. Um, that, uh, that have recruited well and, and have started well uh, and there are plenty of teams in this league that are going to be competing for those top three or the top seven positions mm-hmm. um, I've said this already that I think Warsaw should be aiming for should be aiming for top ten uh, minimum and when you're in that top ten you've always got a shout of the top seven in league two so um, and I think that should be a minimum requirement really I think as you said having kept so many of the faces around from last season um, having brought Jack Rose and Rory Holden in uh, on permanence from last season as well um, after their loans, and then the three, the other three lads they have brought in alongside those two, uh, George Nurse, Emmanuel Osadebi, Hayden White. I think positions-wise, all positions they needed, and it seems having from what I've seen from the three of them so far, like pretty shrewd business. Um, I really like Osadebi. Yeah, I mean, so do I. I, I do. I, I think uh, he hasn't found, you know found his shooting boots yet, but at the same time, you know the, the way he links up play, the way he brings it in, he's I mean he's an absolute handful as well. Yeah. By the way, I think that he could have a, a big say this season. Yeah, he is a he is a handful. He's um, he offers something different to Rory Holden. Uh, Rory Holden's very very sort of neat, tidy, and very cute mm. on the ball. Got a great set piece delivery. Uh, really good left foot. Osadebi is he not doesn't necessarily not have those things, but in terms of what he offers differently, is that he he's got a bit more bite about him. He's not afraid to go in for a tackle. Um, he's obviously a bit a, a lot bigger and stronger, um, but equally he's got he's very nice on the ball. He, he linked up he really is. well with Adebayo um, last night. Oh, sorry, Tuesday night. So uh, I really liked him as well, and I thought he did well against Bristol Rovers in the start that he had a few weeks ago too. So 
Uh, I think he is staking his claim. Um, he can also play on the wing, although he hasn't played there so far. So there's potential to get him and Holden into the same team, although Holden did come on on Tuesday and go on to the wing and Oscar Davies stayed on. So there is potential to get them both in the side at the same time. Um, I do like them both in behind, though. So it, at the moment, I, I would probably stick with rotating them. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, I, I do like him. I think he's been a, a good addition. Um, and, yeah, he just adds something a bit different to Holden um, in, in behind. And I think he'll... He, 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 it sounds like a strange thing to say, but he, he almost sort of demands a lot of, about the players around him as well. Uh, you, if you just watch him for sort of five, ten minutes and his mannerisms and the way he speaks to his teammates, he, he seems to be a, a bit of a leader as well. He's, he's demanding the ball. He wants the ball. He wants to get on the ball. He wants to involve players uh, around him uh, and, and link up play. And uh, I, think he's, uh, I think he's been a good, a good signing. And hopefully he'll carry that on and, and add a few goals and assists to his game in the future as well. And perhaps he'll get a start on, uh, on Saturday. If, or should I say when, Walsall compete this season in the playoffs, or maybe even better than that, um, do you think they need one or two more additions, or have you seen, or how do you think they've got enough in their squad at the moment to really challenge? Or you know, you know, as as Lee seen what the side has done, the, the promising signs, and that maybe if there was a deal to be done. Uh, before I know, obviously deadline day for Warsaw doesn't matter. You know, it's not Monday. They've got some time after that. But but um, if there was a deal to be done and they maybe on the fence and they wanted to see how things have gone to start the season, they might be inclined to maybe push it, push that budget slightly um, to to get a couple of of, of extra players. Uh, Warsaw have never been a and they've never been a club to to go above and beyond financially uh, at risk of. At risk of not getting promoted and then being in financial trouble, so especially um, the current environment, I guess exactly. And it's particularly with what's going on now, with with no fans coming in, still waiting on word of where financial support is going to come from above either government or Premier League. Um, I would imagine that, particularly because of that situation, it's then they they wouldn't push it. Um, I think they're they are cautious, uh, rightly so, I think as well, cautious um, in in overspending because they need. Then they're looking at a future now between now and March or April, whatever it's going to be, of needing to survive it. You know, it financially, you need to get needing to get through these next few months rather than than, than pushing the boat. Um, but if you take that as its separate thing and, and look at the squad and whether I think it needs additions, um, I perhaps didn't think I'd say this a couple of weeks ago, but now I would actually say no. Uh, I would say weighing up the risks um and 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 what uh, and what factors are involved i would say they they're not desperate really um i think a, f- a few people mentioned actually that on, i saw on twitter on uh, on tuesday that they're not taking all of these chances that they're creating uh, they're making a lot of them but they're not scoring as many as they should be mm-hmm. um perhaps a fourth strike would be a good option um I, I, i'm not sure that's the solution i mean they're you, they're not ten a penny Picking up, uh, I think I've actually nicked that phrase from someone who replied on Twitter. Actually, but uh, they're not—they're not ten a penny picking up strikers that are going to bang goals in. They're not easy to come by. They're not going to be cheap, most likely. Um, it, it's not—it's not like they can just go out and pick someone up um, easily. So, uh, I think Adebayo has done a superb job last couple of weeks. Uh, he just adds a couple more goals to his game, and, and I think he could have a really good season. Um, Josh, obviously, Josh Gordon, obviously playing out on the right. Um, I do prefer him through the middle, but has scored a couple of goals this season already. Um, Keenan Lavery hasn't quite got firing yet, but 
we, he, he is capable of um, of getting goals this season. I think he got ten last season in all competitions. So um, I would say with those three, particularly playing the four two three one formation where they only play a lone striker, I think um, I think at, at risk of taking too many risks financially, I think they're they're going to be fine. Um, and I think all across yeah. the pitch, they're pretty well stopped now. And and to be honest, Liam, I think a lot of League Two clubs will be probably in the same realm of thinking, which which could, again, help Walsall the fact that they have got a lot of those players from last year, be, you know, rather than having to, oh, we need additions, but we can't really afford it, we don't want to take the chances, and then they're left with a, a mix-and-match squad of, of some veterans, some youth, and they haven't really got that cohesiveness, and that's very important, you know, to, to Walsall this season. Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, as I said, with the, the latest signings they brought in, when they brought the three in on the same day, that was Jack Rose, Hayden White, Emmanuel Osadebi, we were saying days before that that they needed a goalkeeper, a right back, and a winger or sort of attacking mm. midfield position. Uh, and then they brought all three in on the same day, a few days before the season started. So uh, when when they brought those in, that that ticked so many boxes straight away uh, in terms of squad depth. Uh, Osa Davy now has, has proven himself to be a pretty handy asset, and hopefully will actually go on to improve the starting eleven at some point uh, in the next few months. So. Um, I think, yeah, in terms of that, yeah, in terms of the, the cohesion between the squad, they, the last thing they wanted to do was to do an overhaul like they did uh, the summer before because it took so long for everyone to get used to each other and get sort of comfortable and settled. Uh, they seem to have got that now. They seem to have had a bit more, got, got a bit more of an identity now with um, the formation they're playing, a 4-2-3-1. Uh, speaking to Brian Dutton about it on after Tuesday's game, he... He he agrees with the identity side of it, and I, I sort of brung, brought up that the they were playing more of a possession based, and he didn't feel that was quite accurate in the sense that they they still react to what the opposition are doing. Um, so it, with that with that bearing in mind, I, I do still feel that they, they are, there was an identity forming there only because of the, the formation um, and uh, and the way they're they're sort of pressing high, winning the ball back. Uh, it seems to be staples virtually of of, of every week now of what they're doing. So. Um, compared to last season when they were almost changing formation every week um, and it was uh, and, and Darrell defended it at times but I, I sort of made the point to him a few times that it, it, it didn't seem like there was much continuity or, or um, consistency there and I think consistency has been a big thing for them and they're getting that not just in the individual players now but they're starting to get that in results uh, as well uh, if they can just add a few more wins as I said then, and get into that habit then uh, I think they'll be pretty uh, they'll do pretty well this season I think it's just annoying, isn't it? That if they do have a good season, I think they will have a good season. There's going to be no one to watch it for. I know, I know. Well, what's looking like, you know, the majority of the season. You've got to think that we're not going to see fans until probably 2021 at the earliest, Liam. I know where people you know, were, were looking at even even well, it would have been the late annoying game. It didn't happen in the end, but um, but maybe even the Colchester game or the Chelsea game was was talked about that there were going to be some fans there. Um, it's just such a shame, isn't it? Uh, covering it and and seeing them evolve and, you know, going through the the bad times, but, you know, the kind of like, um, um, the kind of time last season where they're going to have to, transitional season, shall we say, under Darren Clark to, to, to reap the benefits of this year. And that, that, you know, all you can do is is kind of describe it and, and, and give you knowledge as best you can and, and hope that the guys are watching on iPlayer and iFollow. It's just, it's just, yeah. it's just frustrating, isn't it? It is for everybody, but... Especially for some Warsaw, you know, the, the fans who 
I think just coming week in, week out, and then when you really could have a really good season, a really good promotion season. I remember when, you know, went down from League One, a few people were saying, well, I'd rather go down to League Two and really have a good go at it and, and win some games rather than scrapping and, and poor football. That they, They've kind of got to that stage, hopefully, and it's it's at the start, and you think it's a promising season. They can't they can't be there to enjoy it. It's just not the same, is it, without, without no. fans there? I think Dowell's mentioned it a few times as well, that... Even though, even when they're getting stick, praise or stick, whatever they're getting, he, he enjoys that back and forth. Uh, I think the players do as well. Um, so just in, a, in in that sense, it's it is not the same. But then, I mean, financially, I mean, how do I, I don't want to get too political? But I mean, how on earth do they expect clubs to be able to survive it? And then, how on earth can you go to ridiculous? A, how on earth can you go to a packed out pub and you can't go and and sit two meters apart from people in an open air stadium? Uh, a stadium like Warsaw's that's got a much higher capacity than the average attendance as well. Yeah. Uh, it just makes it... And they've done it great as well, by the way. Uh, you know, uh, Dan and Paul and Tom, you know, everything from the media point of view has been absolutely spot on. And they've got all the seats. It's all ready to go. It's all marked up. You can do it so safely. And because Warsaw aren't packing out, of course, the banks is every single weekend. You know, the majority of fans could do that. And, you, you know, you could staff it. And, and it would be, it would be, I think, it's an excellent and, and a well thought out and a successful operation. So that's so frustrating that they can't do it. It just makes no sense. I mean, they are ready. I mean, being there last night, you can see all the green stickers on the, on yeah, the seats. Yeah. They are ready to do it. Um, and I think the, what was it, uh, just under uh, 3,300 is, mm-hmm. is what they could have, which is not far off a, an average attendance um, an average attendance for them in normal situ- uh, normal circumstances. So they'd have they'd have made so much money out of that and and get back to a more comfortable position. Um, and it just it, it does just make absolutely no sense. Um, and then as you said there about the late, I mean, we went from a situation where it was EFL pilots, Warsaw yeah. missed out on it because they were away uh, with the, Har- yeah. the Harrogate game. Yeah. And then they were all set, ready. They were asking the EFL, we want to do a pilot for Leighton Orient game. We want to do it. And then within the same week, the Leighton Orient game's off and mm. the government announced that fans aren't going to be back until, what, March, unless anything changes. Yeah. It's, uh, it, just, it, it really just baffled me, the, the way it's gone. And uh, the money need, now needs to be trickling down from whether that's Premier League or government, wherever it's coming from, it needs to, it needs to come down now because they're going to be a lot of clubs that are w- worse off than Warsaw that are going to that are going to struggle, and there's going to be a lot of clubs that are better off than Warsaw that are going to struggle. So absolutely, it's, um, yeah, it's it, it just really does baffle me. Um, but then saying that at the same time, it's it is good to see um, a lot of Warsaw fans sort of chipping in, doing their bit. Um, I'm going to do a, a bit on this later today, but there's a, a just giving page which I mentioned a few days ago as well. That, mm. um, that uh, Warsaw supporters for change have set up, and they're I think they're on about one thousand seven hundred or something now. Um, in a, in a few days, so I think that's actually in about two days. So it's pretty good going. Um, and I think there's going to be a lot of those. There's, I know there's a lot of the supporter groups uh, as well uh, that are going to get involved. Um, you got ISA, you got the trust. So I think they're all going to get involved and just try and raise as much money as possible, which is something Lee Pomlet encouraged as well. Uh, so it's good to see that in that sense. It's good to see them coming together and doing that, but. Ideally, they shouldn't. They shouldn't really have to. Sorry, caught me mid drink there. Caught me mid drink. I knew you were going to cut off then. I thought I had. I thought I got at least four, another four or five seconds left. But no, no, you just stopped. I'm, I tell you what. Um, I've gone into. So I'm. I'm drinking at the moment. I'm drinking. Trying to drink more, Liam. So I'm trying to drink a, 
at least five to six litres of water a day um, just to kind of flush out the system. But, I mean, water's fine. I do like sparkling water. Water's a little bit boring, but I'm, I'm adding lime to it now, and I'm, li- I'm adding electrolytes to it. So uh, just before a little bit of gym, just before a little bit of gym work after this, because we've got Villa tonight, so I'm some sort of random split. And, um, and uh, yeah, it's delicious, but did you ever know this? So I like a lime, you know, you squeeze your limes, you get it in there, so it adds a little bit of tang, a little bit of flavour, a little bit of citrus burst. Did you know that you put, if you put a lime in the microwave for seven seconds, you get like three times the amount of juice? No, I didn't know that. That's well, there you go. For anyone listening to this, for the seven of you out there, <laughs> if you have a lime, if you have a lime and you, and you roll it and you put it in the microwave, it has to be seven seconds, can't be eight, can't be six, seven seconds, cut it in half. Absolute. It's like Niagara Falls when you're squeezing it. It's ridiculous, unbelievable. So there's, there's a tip for everybody. You see. Oh, I've uh, I've got a little bit of uh, apologies to go from the to go from the last <laughs> to this. Flam to breaking news. A little bit of breaking news. Go on, go. Uh, One point two million pound signing coming in. Sadly not. I've only just seen this um, eleven minutes ago, so I'm slightly off the pace. But they won't know with the podcast, even though I've just told them. Um, <laughs> the fixture against Leighton Orient. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Look at this! Yeah, excellent. Will now take place on Tuesday, thirteenth of October, at thirteenth of October. PM. So that'll be a Tuesday or a Wednesday, I assume. Thirteenth of October, right? Okay. So yeah, I mean, you know what? One second, Liam. One second. One I'll, second. I'll just checking myself. It's a Tuesday. Let's have a look. Tuesday the thirteenth, and wow, absolute scenes, Liam. I'm going to be doing. Back to back home games. Walsall v Colchester, Walsall v Leighton Orient. Two Walsall Super Saddlers games in four days. Happy days. Well, you, Loving if, life. If you're there, they, they might get a few good results as well. Because 100. percent We're going to win. We're, we're going on a run. They never seem to lose when you're around. Uh, I have got holiday booked for the week after, but I've had to cancel it. It's supposed to be going to Barbados. Has that been cancelled? So on, on the calendar. That is sick in it. That Those things upsetting. are sick. That is upsetting. The upsetting, mate. I've never been to Barbados, Spike, and uh, I think I've heard a few good things about it. I think it's meant to be all right. Oh, mate, (laughs) it's unbelievable. I've toured there playing cricket back in the day, um, and uh, hot, sweltery, but the nights are incredible. Banks' beer on the ocean, (laughs) you know, you pay your $30 to get in, all you can drink, Uh, messy, Definitely Lionel, but uh, at the same time, oh, fantastic. And then you come back with the most incredible tan, jerk chicken there. Oh my god, silly! Yeah, I'm not sure tan is something that's in my vocabulary. I'm yeah, probably not, mate. Probably uh, not, mate. You maybe spray, spray up first, or get yourself your base level, get on the beds before your wedding, and then for the honeymoon, you can top it up in a in a little bit of Bar- Barbados, oh, mate, or Antigua. We need to stop this uh, this this wedding chat. It's going to be a long way off yet. Well, your 110k a year salary at the ENS, mate. You'll be you'll be getting you'll be in Cartiers and Tiffany's before you know it. What are you talking about? Uh, right, I tell you what I want to talk about. I want to talk about a guy who you like, who I like, and I think uh, is going to have a big season. Uh, Elijah Adebayo, and I think uh, he he was lightweight for me when I've seen him. He was a bit tippy tappy, a little bit of a ballerina on his feet. To sometimes, I think he's got a little bit of aggress- aggressiveness now. I think he knows he's more direct, he's more dangerous, he's linking up play. His hold-off play is way better, it's sticking now, and you can just tell that the confidence is there now. Big time. Uh, yeah, I, 
I don't want to put him down too much, but I mean, like, for the majority of last season, he was um, bang average, probably kind. He'll probably be the first to admit that, though. Yeah, he's, he's probably. You know, he wasn't. He would definitely wasn't living up to his full potential. He no. was lightweight. Yeah, yeah lightweight, he, lightweight's a good way of putting it. For, for a yeah. guy who's a, he's a big lad, lightweight was a good way of putting it. He, he, was, mm. he felt sort of laboured. It was. You could tell there wasn't confidence there. He, he was yeah. struggling. I mean, now he's he's sticking his foot in. He's he's winning the ball back um, and, and creating chances for his side. He's he's winning headers, as you said there. The um, holding the ball up. I mean, he he's holding the ball up. It's, it's almost like a different player compared to what he was doing. It last really season. is. Um, there was one moment I think in the first half. Was it the first half? Might have been the first the first half and uh, the Chelsea game last night. And there were three or four guys. Chelsea had on him and he just stuck the ball was so good I think Clark was and I think Darryl, I feel like Darryl is a bit of a favourite of Darrell Clark because he knows that he's got it in him and it's just unleashing it and uh, he's very encouraging uh, I think to Adebayo compared to a lot of the other players as well he really wants him to do well I want him to do well and he just hold, hold the three or four young lads off and there's a couple of physical lads in there as well for the Chelsea by the way they weren't all just you know little young whippersnappers and uh, did it with ease two or three times. Really good hold-up play. But then he finds his man. You can hold the ball up and then lose it. Uh, but, you know, he, he really has that confidence and the frame to do just that. Yeah, he, as I said, he's using his body correctly now. He's using it in the right way. And um, and as he said, he's got, a good, he's got a good touch as well. He brings the ball down nicely. He's, he is good on the ball. He's not just a sort of Bambi on ice. He, uh, he actually, sort of, the ball sticks to him, as you said. So... Uh, the confidence is a massive thing for him and you use the key word there the, the aggression it's something I spoke to him about a couple of times now and he's, he used the phrase last season finding his fire when he had the last few games of the season he was playing really well scored what, yeah. three and two um, and then asking me about it again this season he's, he's sort of carrying on with that mentality a lot of the work with him was, was mentally he hasn't well he doesn't look like he's put on a particular uh, huge amount of muscle or, or mass he, he almost looks exactly the same but it's where where he is in his head uh, is what's helping him sort of spurring him on now and uh, it's something Darrell spoke about as well they did a lot of work with him on the training pitch and mentally um, and Darrell said when he's, when he's on it he is unplayable unmarkable as well yeah he's a, he, he really genuinely can be that good it's just the, getting the consistency in there now and getting the goals consistently uh, consistency uh, he he uh, Darrell said, I mean, if he gets, if he, if he does that every week now, rather than doing it once every five, six, seven, mm. eight games, then that's where the consistency comes from from him. And, that, and the goals will come with that as well. Uh, he's had one this season already, should have had more. Um, and I think once he adds a few more of them to his game, his confidence will just keep growing. Yeah, and he's linking up play well. You know, we talked about Osadebi uh, earlier on and the one-two with Wes McDonald as well. Uh, yeah. You know, another example last night, you know, you bring that in with Josh Gordon as well. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, you don't expect him to score 20 goals. You don't ask him to score 20 goals a season. But if he chips in with 12 to 15 goals, in, you know, in a, in a League Two campaign and, and 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 a few assists as well, that that could be invaluable come the end of the season. Completely, I think he's definitely capable of doing that as well. Uh, and as you said, yeah, the the goal on Tuesday, uh, linking up with Wes, just, just a very a very simple, neat, tidy flick that just yeah. gave the just a little one-two with with Wes, give the ball back to him, and Wes did the did the rest. So it's a uh, I mean, obviously, it makes him look good because Wes has gone and scored it, but he, he still has to do that to create the chance. So um, I think with that, all of those sort of elements in his game coming together at the right time, um, he's at the right age now, really, at 22, where even though he's still learning, he, he has um, he, he's had enough experience now to really sort of start putting 
positive, consistent performances together. Uh, and in the last two or three games, he's done that. And if he can just add more goals to it and, 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 and keep that confidence. And I, I would be surprised, really, unless there's a, a tactical reason for it, I'd be surprised if he doesn't keep his place for Saturday and, and, uh, and keep Keelan Lavery out the side, who him in itself is a, is a good, experienced striker, just not quite sort of firing at the moment. Should we take some questions from the beautiful people? Let's do it. The beautiful sadless people. Um, did, you, did you get that? Did you get that WWE? No. Oh, no. Little <laughs> oh, I thought connotation. Just beautiful noise, people. A bit of Marilyn Manson as well no, there, I but brought the sad, super saddlers into it. Okay, not, I'm sure uh, someone will. No, I'm not, no, I'm not, no. Lee no. Reynolds. Lee Reynolds, who sent about 38 questions. Good man. Thank, thank you, Lee. Appreciate that. Top man. Always like, always like a few questions. So we're gonna, we're gonna pick, pick out some of them here. Uh, how proud does it make you feel that the togetherness and desire from everyone to keep Warsaw FC alive? Starting from the top with Lee Pomlet, the, the board, the manager, the players and all the fans. Never felt this together before. Let's get through this crisis and what a position we'll be in. Up the Saddlers. Up the Saddlers. Um, I, yeah, I mean, it's. I think the, the togetherness at the club is probably the best that most fans have probably seen it. Uh, I mean, having spoken to sort of predecessors and that in this job, it's um, the, there was a good positive feel around the club at the moment. Um, and as I said about the, the the fans sort of doing their bit and, and raising a bit of money as well, that, that sort of ties into it uh, as well. And um, even though it's going to be difficult, I've got no, uh, I've got no thought that it's going to be a case of Warsaw ceasing to exist at any point in the next few months it's not going to be easy yeah. uh, it's not going to be easy but I think the the people at the helm will, will and with support as Lee Pomlet has said I think they'll they'll be fine um, he's defiant any public you know I mean I, you know it's just nice to have a face and to have a voice I think now uh, you know he's big, isn't it? He actually, he actually so big and so that's so especially when you you had you had you know nothing off Bonzer in the past to get some it's just completely different ends you know, of the spectrum, and it's, it's massive for fans. They need that, especially at this time, especially when they're not there, when they can't see the players in front, when they can't go to the games. You need someone at the helm who's going to give you that. I think it's massively important. He he knows that himself. Yeah, definitely. I think it's, it's something he's put a lot of focus on, and it's not just the fans. It's talking to, to me as well. It's talking to just, just communicating in general um, and, and and not sort of hiding hiding away when there's big questions to, to answer for, and particularly with, with what's going on with the coronavirus. There has been a lot of questions to, to answer, or at least a lot of updates to give. Um, and it's something he hasn't really, he hasn't hidden from, um, which I think the fans appreciate, definitely. Um, and yeah, on the, the back end of Lee's question, saying, I mean, if we get through this crisis, what position we, we could be? And I think if they get promoted and get through this crisis, it could, mm-hmm. be, a, it could be a very, very good position going into League One. Um, it's a... Uh, and obviously the season needs to needs to carry on for that to happen. So, um, yeah, at, at the moment it's it's as positive as it can be in a in a, a challenging uh, situation. What Warsaw we'll go up and pass Shrewsbury on the way on the way back down? <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not doing the. Uh, I'm not doing the Shrewsbury podcast this week. It's fine. Um, Lee Reynolds also says, um, "What's the most What's the most over the top celebration you've ever witnessed at the final whistle of a game you have attended?" Now that this might be on the back of uh, me having a little bit of a, a dig at Chelsea the other night. Who, like, so the. For people who don't know, EFL Trophy is the second group game, I believe, uh, yes, Liam, wasn't yeah. it? So, you know, they draw on the night, 1-1, whatever. I mean, Walsall should have won the game that outright, but they didn't. So they go to penalties. Chelsea win 5-3. Nice penalties taken. 
fine. <laughs> but but they literally celebrated like they had won a FA Cup, a World Cup, whatever you think. It was ridiculous. Don't get me wrong, like these are young lads and it's nice to win a penalty shootout or whatever. You know, go to your keeper, celebrate. But then come back and shake the hands of your of your full-time professionals rather than going to the corner flag to try and be play silly beggars with um with with a with a cameraman from the club or whatever. And then he dropped his camera and they kept on doing it. It was it was ridiculous. And and then Warsaw players are like they stood there waiting to shake their hands or whatever, or elbow or whatever, fist pump or whatever you do these days. And they're like, bugger this, we're going back inside and I don't blame them. If you're, if you're Chelsea players, I don't care what you say, you've just played 90 minutes against fellow professionals. And, and don't get me wrong, some of those players will go on and do better, thing, better things, but probably 90% of them will not play league football in their careers. So, you know, it's not as if they're going to be the next best things. They've got to go there, show a bit of respect. You know, once I've celebrated, come back. The Warsaw players waited for a little bit before they went in the tunnel. Um, kind of, kind of frustrated me really, and maybe that's the big time mentality. Maybe it's the way that the youth is these days, and maybe they get a bit of overexcited. But if I was their captain, especially the captain, or if I was their coach, I would, uh, I would apologise. I'd go into that dressing room and apologise on behalf of his players because after, after spending 90 minutes on a Tuesday night when they've come up from London, when they go through a penalty shootout, to not even come and come back and and, and shake your fellow professionals' hands who you just played the game with makes me annoyed. <laughs> Before I get on to that, what's the difference between a fist pump and a fist bump? I feel like the first one might be a bit swing a bit different. Yeah, it could be, mate, but you know, we'll leave that for the late night loving podcast after deadline day, mate. Any youngsters listening, don't Google. Don't, do not Google. Um, um, I just thought it was very bizarre, wasn't it? It was just, it was quite funny, actually, in a way. I couldn't understand why the Warsaw players would be, uh, would be a bit frustrated at it and why. Uh, and it, it wasn't on really, but it, it, it just it, it, I couldn't help but laugh really because it was just a bit odd. And they they did it a little bit when they scored their equaliser as well. Um, yeah, they did. He, he, he yeah, literally yeah. scored like it was the biggest yeah, moment of his career. Screeches ran to the ran to the corner. And it was a tap in as well. It just yeah, come out. It's a tap in. You know, you couldn't miss from two yards. yards. Yeah, exactly. And then they, all the players jumped up and they were all shouting. And obviously, you can hear. Yeah, it. yeah, you can yeah. Hear it. There's yeah. like fans there. It's obviously echoes even more. Um, sure. And then when they score, it's like they all they all run from the halfway line and sort of jump on him <sighs> and, and, and right in front of the as you said the the um, the photographer at the club who's taking all the pictures of them. I just thought you know, it was very, very strange. It was... If you've gone through maybe to a semi-final or yeah. or a final, it's the second game in an EFL tro- trophy group L or whatever. I mean, come on, come on. It was um, anyway. It it was it was so strange because it was. I don't even know what, what quite to make of it. it. It reminded me of like a Champions League final. Like you, the, the players, yeah. players running after they win a yeah. penalty shootout and just slide. It's like Didier Drogba there and John yeah. Terry. Do you know what I mean? Uh, just, uh, what actually came to my mind was, uh, you know, when John Terry missed in the, the final against Man United. Yeah, yeah. Um, his miss, I, I'm trying to remember, his miss didn't mean that United won it, did it? It wasn't the last kick. It wasn't the, no. It was another penalty after that, wasn't it? Yeah, there was another one after but that. But then it, yeah. was, it was when they, that, that picture of the United players running from the halfway line down to the yes. penalty. It reminded yes. me of that. I was like, you're, you're talking about, an EFL, as you said, an EFL trophy game, and second game in the group, in a, in a trophy that most people don't like anyway. <laughs> uh, I mean, fans understand we like it a bit more this season because the prize money is obviously going to be important. But... Um, I just thought it was very strange. I don't, I don't, yeah, as you said, I think it might just be a sort of Premier League club mentality. They've sort of seen that and thought, they, they, well, they learn it, don't they? They learn it from above. It's a, a sort of competitive edge, maybe. I don't know what it is, but 
I just thought it was very odd, and uh, <laughs> it did make me laugh. I'm glad Lee picked up with it because it did make me laugh as well. But uh, I, I actually missed what you what you saw about the Warsaw players. Because obviously, I was finishing off the end of my report at the time, so I missed what had happened there. But well, they're just they're just waiting there. Then they just started to go in the tunnel, and I don't blame them to be honest. No, so no, they, have, they have to go separate tunnels now anyway. So there's not much point in waiting around. Exactly, there, exactly. it's very true. Um, EFL Trophy Final, Wembley, the first game the fans can go back to. That would be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> that, would, that would be nice, yeah. I mean, that wouldn't be bad at all. Um, yeah, I, I wonder how they... I mean, I'm assuming it would be socially distanced, but I mean, in a 70-odd thousand... Well, you've got to hope it'd still be all right. But, you know, they might as well go for it. I mean, you know, you might, you might, as, well, might as well have a good go, see what happens. So there are two points... Is it three points from two games yes. with um, and they've still got to play Oxford, I believe. Yeah, that's right. Um, so Oxford are top at the moment on three points. Warsaw mm-hmm. also on three, but just below them. Uh, Chelsea on two. Uh, Bristol Rovers on one. Um, and but Oxford and Bristol Rovers are playing their second game against each other uh, next week. Okay. So it depends on what comes from that. Um, I mean, yeah, Warsaw potentially going to have to beat Oxford, um, which off the top of my head, I don't know when that game is. <laughs> I think it might be late October, possibly. Um, off the top, off the top of my head, yeah, they're probably going to have to. They're probably going to have to win that if they want to get through. Depending, obviously, on on the results elsewhere. So, uh, and, and with this group, you normally are going to need at least one win as well in in this, yeah. in this group to get through. And so yeah. far, they've got. Two draws, one of them with an extra point. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's going to be a little bit hanging in the balance. Okay, let's uh, let's go a few more questions before we get onto uh, previewing the uh, the game on Saturday. Yeah, uh, vital Warsaw, vital Warsaw. Uh, whenever Judah is at the Warsaw game, we don't lose. What is your presence? That's, <laughs> why is it about your presence as a positive impact on the club? I was thinking about this, uh, Liam. I, I think I've seen Warsaw lose once in two years. Really? Well, once when you go they've to- lost. I mean, I'm not I'm not talking like. The pen, I'm not talking pound shooter. I'm not counting it as a loss. I'm counting that as a draw, you know, because you're still getting a point and stuff. But I think I saw them lose once last season. Obviously, I haven't seen them lose this season. So I suppose it helps when you go to one game a season, doesn't it? Hey, hey. <laughs> I think I did about. No, I think I did about. I did about nine or ten last year, and I think we're doing a lot more this you, year, especially you with an eight of them with Messi. <laughs> yeah, I did, yeah. I think uh, I'm doing quite a few. Quite a few this year with uh, with the Wolves and the situation there as well, and obviously not having to go uh, abroad in in the Europa League, so it frees me up during the week as well. So I'm looking to get to quite a few Warsaw games, and, and Luke's going to do the majority of um, of Shrewsbury games that he can do. So I'm really, I'm looking forward to it, man. This this could be the season. I'm, I'm telling you, if they go up this year, if they win it, if they win it and they come first, I feel like maybe I could have a maybe I could have a sticker on a seat or something like that. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? What do you reckon? <laughs> that would be nice, yeah. A green sticker. Yeah. Just say there's 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 three thousand of them in the stadium, but that's that's your green sticker. Yeah. It's a special green sticker for you. Have your name on. Um, but yeah, I mean, as you say, you've got two games coming up in four days. In, in, there's the test. Uh, there's the real there test. I mean, that is that is a real test now. If we lose either either of those two games, you're going to be in serious trouble. Dan DMCG nineteen ninety one. If there was a bar brawl in the Bonza suite, which three Warsaw players would you want <laughs> to help you? <laughs> Great question. That's great. Um, I'm going to go with Dan. Mm. Oh, when it's a question like this, when it comes to sort of strength or anything like that, I'll always go with Dan Scar just because he's massive. So okay. I'll go with Dan Scar definitely. Um, I'll go with Adebayo now. He's got a bit more aggression about him. Yeah, uh, yeah. Although saying that, the aggression about him is on the pitch. Off the pitch, he's a really sort of laid back <laughs> kind of guy. But hopefully, we'll get into that sort of competitive mentality when we're scrapping in the in the Bonza suite. Um, I'll add them two. Would be number three. It's a tough one. Um, mm-hmm. Who would I go with number three? 
I don't want to go just on height. You know, I'll go Stuart Sinclair. He's He's a, he's a very nice chap, but with him being a little bit smaller, um, I'm hoping he might be able to get like a few sneaky digs in there, sort of get around the back. Nice. A few liver shots. I'm, nice. I'm, I'm, I'm making out like he's a dwarf. <laughs> he's, not, he's not quite that short, but you know, you know what I mean. I had, uh, I, I had Sinclair in my three, so I'll have to change that now. Right. I'm, I'm taking Matt Sadler. I think Matt Sadler could look after himself, mate. Yeah, he, he, again, he's really he's a really sort of laid back kind of guy, Matt Sadler. But he, I suppose, yeah, he, he might yeah. But you're angering, mate. You're angering, and you're seeing a different different side to him. Um, Osadibi, I'm taking as well. Oh, I should have gone with Osadibi. I'm taking oh. I'm taking Emmanuel. By the way, Emmanuel has got a few little niggles. Yeah. He's got he's he's got a few elbows. He's got he's got a little bit about him. You know, he's he's an ex judo champion. He's got a little <laughs> bit of karate. You know, he's seen a few. He's got a bit of kung fu in him. I'm fancy him. Uh, very quickly before you mention your third name, I, I'm not saying this as a negative, but I wouldn't be surprised mm. if. If at times this season, also David might even get himself sent off once or twice because not saying that in a negative, but he really yeah. sort of puts himself out there and, he and does, goes, he does. goes into tackles. He's not afraid to have a bit of a a bit of a scrap. He's not. I'm not saying he's fought with anyone because he hasn't so far, no. but he's sort of no. he's not afraid to go in there and sort of have a word with people here and there. And so I wouldn't be surprised if, if that does happen. But I quite like that about him because I, I think that's something the the team didn't really have last season. Mm. Uh, having a bit of having a bit of sort of fire and a bit of aggression about him, I like it. Third person, probably someone who would be a surprise to many listening to this. I'm taking Alfie Bates. <laughs> the man with the van. I'm taking Alfie Bates. You see, he's, 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 he can get into areas that other people can't. And I think he's a nipper. He's a nipper. No one likes a nipper. No one likes nipping in fights. I think that I think that he could be he could be the person you know he'll be jumping onto a leg or jumping onto an arm. He's not letting go, mate. <laughs> you you know, wouldn't you been in a lot of fights in your day? I'm sure. He's like, oh, mate. <laughs> I was my first ever fight. I was uh, I was in I was at Bradford uh, Bradford Station uh, as a with my Middlesbrough shirt on and Borough fan. People don't know. Um, and I was on my own, and someone just comes in from behind. Uh, we just won two 0 How much on Ricard double? And uh, just smacked me in the nose from nowhere. Unbelievable scenes. What do you think I did? Uh, cried, ran off. <laughs> I don't know. You, I don't know. Threw a spinning roundhouse kick. I, I, I did. I threw a haymaker, and missed, and then he walked off, and then I, I did weep a little bit. <laughs> How old were you at the time? That's about twelve. I was gonna say, you were really you were twelve, and he punched yeah. you. That is, that is, yeah, that's smack me, smack me, like some sixteen-year-old yob. Oh well, I'm, Bradford yob. I'll be very serious for a second. I'm very sorry that happened to you, Jude. I hope you're okay. Oh, thank you, thank you very much. I yes, mean, that, uh, that's actually traumatizing stuff. I mean, if that had happened, mate, to you, well, horrendous. I was I was traveling traveling away on my own. Uh, you know, as a as, as a big boy, and uh, and uh, yeah, horrendous. Away days on your own at twelve. I might have been I might have been thirteen. I traveled away days on my own. In fact, when I was at uni, I went to Liverpool Uni for three years studying uh, journalism, which has not come in handy whatsoever um, <laughs> with the with the occupation I'm in mean, these days. And um, well, what uni did you say? Liverpool uh, was it Liverpool I, I unit and uh, Liverpool. yeah, yeah, I went to Liverpool, Liverpool mate. Well. Oh, did you? you Bloody hell, mate! Was it uni of? Pardon, what did you say? Did you go to uni of or uh, the Lu- uni of? Yeah, mate. Wow. None, none of this John Moore's well, rubbish, mate. Funny, I went to John Moore's, but um, <laughs> you, you can say all you like. Actually, when I was there, they were in the top six journalism courses in the country. Really? So, what do you want to say about that? Um, who was doing? Who was doing the um, the survey? Was it was it Liverpool John Moore's University? Was it? I suppose when you were there, what 
25 years ago, I suppose. <laughs> Mate, 40, I'm 40 this year, 40. Blimey, you are old. That's crazy, isn't it? Cray cray. Um, so, yeah, so um, I, I stayed at university. I was there for three years. Stayed stayed for two weekends of the three years because I went home and away to watch Middlesbrough every single, every single week. Oh, that is dedication. Yeah, I also didn't really like the uni life, to be honest. I wasn't a massive fan of it. I wasn't a massive fan of it. Overrated for me. I loved it. Maybe I just got molly coddled at home too much, mate. That's what happens when you're living at living at home when you're 23, 24, you see, Liam. <laughs> I don't know what you're on about. Uh, Tom Heslop. Tom Heslop. We know Tom. We know Tom very well, don't we? What you got to say, Tom? Throw it at us. He says, NJ, which I, I assume was Nathan Jr. <laughs> I think that's you, yeah. Well, so there's a cool, cool cat way of, uh, of abbreviations these days. NJ was eating what can only be described as a Premier League standard food in the press box on Tuesday. Is this acceptable and will you be following suit? Yeah, so I, I missed it while you were eating it because I was uh, sat in front of you, but I did see the picture you mm. put up. Um, it looked like uh, very nice food. Uh- <laughs> it, it wasn't. It wasn't. Do you, do you know what? It was, it was a little bit disappointing uh, due to the fact that I am trying to lose a little bit of weight for... Um, for whenever I do get on a beach, and um, and so I did go for the uh, turkey. It was turkey burgers with some broccoli. There was some there was some chickpea salad in there. I think hidden away there was there was some peas or whatever. So it wasn't it wasn't my normal rainbow salad salmon fare. But um, I will try and up my game going into the next couple. I think and maybe 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 Liam, you should you should bring a. Bring a packed lunch, mate. Wow. I can't have you eating Rice Krispie bars and stuff well, in front of me. I didn't eat. I don't eat Rice Krispie bars. <laughs> Joe Edwards does. Yeah. Uh, well, what you don't know, and what Tom doesn't know either, is I mm. had. I did bring a packed lunch with me, and I ate it in the car before the, before we went into the stadium. So Peanut I, butter and jelly. No, no, no. It was very nice, actually. I, Nutella. I arrived um, with about fifteen minutes to spare until they opened the, the media entrance for us to get in. So nice. I had a salad with me. Had a chicken. Oh no, let me let me let me try and really sell this. I had a mm-hmm. Go was, on. Uh, iceberg lettuce, spring onions. Uh, One second, you got to do it with Marks and Spencer's <laughs> voice. Iceberg lettuce, <laughs> some beautiful cut spring onions. Plenty of salt and pepper. Uh, reduced fat, red pepper hummus. Oh, very nice. And like a bit of hummus, mate. I love it. And some chicken, and it was absolutely gorgeous. Magnificent. Really good. So I had that in the car before I went in, so I didn't have to carry the bag in with my lunch box in and that. Listening to the uh, best got beat, uh, episode one of season three. It was absolutely lovely, and uh, and then what I had when I was in front of you was had a protein bar. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, you know, got to get the protein intake in. Oh, mate! I mean, you're full of muscles. To be fair, yeah, that's true. And uh, and then just like a little Alpen bar, something a bit sweet but le- low in fat, and you know, you know what? High in sugar, yeah. I get no, it, yeah. no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Alpen bars are high in sugar, mate. Have a look at them next no, time. No, 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 no. Get a grenade bar or something good. Oh, I, I've, um, I didn't have a grenade bar on me Tuesday, but I have um, had them quite a lot. They're really nice. My favourite is the peanut nutter ones. They're amazing. Yeah, peanut very good, mate. Peanut butter one. You can't be a bit of peanut butter. I, I agree. I concur. Last question then. Liam, um, Jamie Sinner says, what happened to the Verminator? And how are Judah's annual Halloween preparations coming along? So, yeah, D- Dave's um, Dave's going to be helping out, hopefully, on match days go- uh, going forward soon. Uh, but uh, obviously, with the current climate and stuff like that, some of us are working from home, so it's all a bit cray-cray. But he should be back soon. We miss the Verminator. He's a good lad. Halloween preparations. Funny you should say that, uh, Jamie. We are on October the 1st, which is... Uh, I don't know what you want me to say. Which is... <laughs> When is it? October the 1st. It's today. Yeah. Today. 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 Well, I'm so confused what you're on about then. (laughs) October the 1st is today. We're starting. We're going to put all the Halloween decorations out straight away. Yeah. They're all going out. 
I don't know how many trick-or-treaters are going to come this year with COVID restrictions, or whether they're even allowed to, to be honest. But I guess if I wear a mask with some blood on it and stuff like that, I am actually physically wearing a mask and with rubber gloves. Maybe I'll go some sort of, like, horrific nurse this year. Um, but for people who don't know, we have probably about 15 to 16 monsters outside our house, all, wow. all electronically put up. So we're going to have some of them. We've got candlelights going out onto the into the drive and um, and up to the um, up to the door. We've got obviously a, a smoke machines, as you do. You know, when people come up, there's a smoke machine that comes up. So all the music play. We play some spooky music. We've got these amazing projector screens that project out from the top three windows in our house, almost like you know you're seeing like a Ghostbuster ghost situation it comes out and, and they're amazing movie quality images that people can look at when they pass and it's a proper haunted house so you know just just a small time halloween at, yeah, at, uh, small, at shea yeah. judah no. this is the uh, the american influence isn't it this is yeah. this is the problem of having an american wife you know, a lot a lot, lot of candy sweets uh, yeah. we don't mess about with them this there uh, this uh, this snack size rubbish we give out full full candy bars or chocolate bars or whatever you know there's no there's no there's no snack size Kit Kats yeah. or Snickers. Well, you, they, you're going they, full on bars. They go big or go home, don't they, with, with Halloween in America? They love it. Oh, oh, mate, it's great. Halloween Horror Nights at the Universal Studios are the best thing going. Absolutely love it. Well, it's, Absolutely it's love not it. for me. Um, it's, not really, it's not really a holiday that I... Uh, are you not a horror person? Uh, no, I'm <laughs> terrified. Uh, are you? I don't like... I know you like horror films. I've seen you talk about it I before, do. but no, it's not, uh, it's not for me. No, I... Uh, you prefer a rom-com, do you? a nice, funny... Uh, no, I don't... I like a lot of different genres, but horror's not the one. I'll tell you a nice funny story, actually. I went to see Paranormal Activity 3. <laughs> right, in, okay. If someone doesn't like horrors, that's in, not a great one to watch, but the, carry on. In the cinema when I was, I think I would have been 15 when it came. Yeah, yeah. I would say 15, I think. Did you go, were you, de- were you courting? Were you uh, courting, Liam? Were you trying to impress a bird? There was a, there was a girl there. Um, yeah, but there was yeah, also, yeah. There was also a couple of, the, of my... Friend, male friends as well, so it wasn't the course situation. Uh, There's no engagement going on here now, by the way. No, she's gone. No. She's she's left you. Uh, the girl that was there as well isn't my uh, my current girlfriend. So no, we'll, of course we'll, not. We'll no, uh, no. That's why I need that second apartment. But carry on, yeah. Um, and it was. I mean, the cinema was packed as well. It was a. It was at night. It was like a mm. nine ten o'clock showing or whatever. Yeah. And um, I've never been so terrified in my life. Um, I was absolutely. I, I I was just mortified. It was awful. It was like the it was the worst experience I've probably had to date. I was that scared. Could you watch it? Were you just looking at the side of your, I, side I, of your I, face? In all fairness, I did actually watch it. I didn't close my eyes or look away, but I would look through my hands. Oh all, my all god, mate! Like, you can't. No wonder you're not dating her anymore, mate. You, you don't. You don't want to. You don't. You don't. <laughs> you know, a little little, little wet fifteen year old, mate. You need to. You need to man up, man. <laughs> No, honestly, I was so scared. And I, I originally said to my, uh, I think my mum was coming to pick me up afterwards. I originally said to her, um, I walked back with one of my friends who was about a 50-minute walk to get to his house. And she could pick me up from there. And then I, we got out and I rang. I was like, I'm not walking back. You need to come pick me up. So she came, wow. honestly, she came and picked me up. And I remember it because it was a, it was a midweek, but it was a, it was either like a, I think it was a, a week off, like a holiday or whatever it was. So I, was, I wasn't in school basically the next morning. Um, and I remember I went to bed at midnight that night and I was so scared, like, <laughs> I was so scared lying in bed that I didn't actually fall asleep until gone four o'clock in the morning because I, my good I, God, I, man. I, I lay there and I kept like hearing things or I kept like looking over my covers and looking around. I was that scared. I, I, it's, it's embarrassing. I was 15 though. So I wasn't exactly like I wasn't, I wasn't old, but I was absolutely terrified. 
That is unbelievable. Yeah. Anyone, anyone who's listened to this who, who likes a horror movie, uh, go and watch Host, which is uh, no you can get on Shutter. I think very, very good. Um, um, friends with a couple of the um, couple of the actors and actresses, and it's been recommended um, for, for one of the, one of the, one of the, um, the one of the classic horror movies over the last few months. I so am right. slightly better now. I, I, when I was at okay. uni, I had a few nights in where we watched a few with like a, like a big group of us, and I was I got I got increasingly better with it. And then even mm. to the point where uh, you know when it two came out, what was it yes. like last year? It's not really a horror, but yeah. Well, I suppose, but it's jumpy. Though. More psychological he, than he, horror, he but yeah. Out, you know, he jumps oh, out okay. and stuff. Yeah, it's clowns. Uh, <laughs> I went and watched they uh, the local cinema uh, in Leamington. They put on one showing from midnight, where mm. they showed the first one and then back to back showed the second one. Uh-huh. Uh, and I went there with a mate of mine and went and watched both of them and I was fine. I was, I was all good. There's no problem. I was sat back, enjoyed it. Uh, didn't jump. Didn't, didn't get scared. So you just know imagine you standing up halfway through, going, t- t- turning around to the cinema, going, "Still here? Yeah, that's me. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Don't want, don't, don't know what all the fuss is about." I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. I was just terrified, and when I was fifteen, okay. and it just, you know, these things happen. Okay, go and watch Host, mate. Host is, host is very good. Right. Um, right we're, astonishingly, we're one hour and five minutes into this podcast, so uh, we need to preview the the, the big game, uh, which is Forest Green on Saturday away from home. Liam, um, difficult game. Uh, one that's probably a good marker, would you say, for uh, how how Warsaw are coming along? Yeah, I'd say so. I think uh, Forest Green they did they had a pretty decent season last year. Um, I, I thought they always looked pretty good with the, the times I'd seen them. Um, and this year they seem to have had a pretty decent start. I mean, they had they had a couple cup losses, um, but in the league they have won once, drawn twice, uh, beaten Bolton, who surprisingly I've had an unbelievably bad start uh, five games <laughs> including the cup and I've lost all five <laughs> so um, but then they then they had Bradford and they drew two all scored in the 96th minute or something like mm-hmm. that to equalise and then uh, drew nil-nil with Salford Salford who I think are probably going to have another good season this year so um, yeah they, they seem pretty handy um, they play a I forget off the top of my head whether this is a change from last season or not but they play a, a 3-4-1-2 um, yeah. and uh, they, they seem to create quite a lot of chances really through um, through the midfield and uh, with the two forwards they've got the, the, the main man I would pick out probably would be Aaron Collins former Wolves lad uh, mm-hmm. still young I think he's 23 now still so he uh, yeah 3-4-1-2 yeah, yeah, he, right, uh, yeah. he starts up, uh, up, to, up top for them he scored once so far this season he actually got that equaliser against Bradford but um, yeah, they, they seem they seem pretty handy. They seem to be pretty sort of set in the the system and the and the and the players they play. Uh, similar in, the, in in a sort of sense to Warsaw in that they've got a bit more of an identity. Um, and yeah, it's, it's not going to be easy. I mean, Warsaw went there last season, beat them two one um, in a, in what was a tough game um, there. So uh, yeah, fully expecting a, a tough game. And as you said, it's, it's a bit of a marker for Warsaw if they can get a win in this game and sort of set down a bit of a precedent for the league. Um, then I, then I think, similar to what I said on Tuesday night, it will be a case of some teams starting to look at Warsaw as a threat rather than Warsaw mm-hmm. reacting to what other teams are doing. Team news, um, what are you expecting changes-wise? Uh, well, Danny Guthrie will be suspended his two yellow cards against Harrogate. Um, and then in terms of injuries, uh, it's the same old story with that, that we don't really know. Um, Callum Cockermollet has been the only player... Uh, missing out with a knock so far. Um, he 
from what I understand, it's not a it's not a serious injury. It's a it, it was the opposite hamstring to the one he tore in January, so it um, it was a strain. So hopefully it will only be a couple of weeks. And obviously he didn't have the game last Saturday, so I suppose uh, in, in a speculative way, looking at it, he's probably there or thereabouts to be in contention. Although as I said, that doesn't, doesn't tell us, so it's difficult to say. <laughs> um, but aside from that, we're expecting really the team to be. Um, sort of full strength. I'm expecting Liam Kinsella will probably come in. He didn't. He wasn't involved on Tuesday, uh, unless there's a reason that he wasn't involved. That Dal hasn't told us. I'm expecting he'll he'll come in. Um, and then Alfie Bates has started every game so far, and mm. he will probably potentially start him again. Um, I would say uh, it, maybe between him and Sinclair as to who he starts. Uh, as I said, I think Adebayo will probably start. Um, probably Gordon and, and McDonald. Uh, probably Holden. Uh, even though Austin Davey did well, he'd probably hold him to start. Uh, and then the the back four is probably, I mean, goalkeeper will be Liam Roberts, you'd expect. And then the back four is probably a little bit of um, a little bit of a, a toss-up, I suppose, because I expected Hayden White to play on Tuesday night. Uh, Norman played the full 90, so I'm wondering whether there may be a, a tactical reason with Darrell. Uh, he's looking at Forest Green and thinking that White would be better suited. Yeah. Uh, so he may come in. Uh, I expect... Scar will play and Clark will probably come back in after being on the bench uh, on Tuesday. And then it's at left back, it's whether they stick with Nurse, who has only started the uh, the, the trophy game so far, um, or whether they bring Jules back in, who wasn't involved but was, was there mm-hmm. watching. So um, I think it's probably a toss between them two at left back. And obviously, depends on whether Callum Cockermon is fit or not, but you'd imagine he probably wouldn't be rushed straight in as well. So. Uh, yeah, t- the team is, in a way almost picks, picks itself. Really, it's just the the one or two uh, few additions where they um, or few positions uh, where they can change. Really, so yeah, see how, see how it goes. Let's finish off then, Liam. It's uh, it's Forest Green against Warsaw. Can I have a prediction, please? Two um, nil, Warsaw. Two nil, Warsaw. Excellent. I'm gonna go with that. A goal in, e- in either half. They're gonna. Yeah, we'll go with that. I'm gonna say Forest Green one. Warsaw 2. Adebayo. I almost went with that, but that, that works. Um, Adebayo and Josh Gordon on the score sheet. For the Super Saddlers, Liam, enjoyed it. Uh, 70 minutes. Uh, sorry we've gone a little bit over. I uh, hope you enjoyed it, everyone listening. Um, we'll be back in a couple of weeks, uh, hopefully discussing a few wins as well, which would be lovely. Um, and, um, and you know, maybe maybe towards the top of that table, you never know. Maybe even a signing. Let, let, let's, let's go crazy. Let's go crazy. But thank you. It's been, it's been nice to be back. And um, I think hopefully we'll be uh, doing a few more podcasts together this season, hopefully. Liam. So. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate you taking the time and your very busy schedule. <laughs> pleasure, pleasure, mate. Have a great weekend everybody fingers crossed three points on Saturday from me from Liam take care bye bye